Hey everybody, this is Jeff Peterson and this is the Interstate of Music podcast and with me today is singer-songwriter Drake Milligan. So welcome to uh, the podcast, Drake. I'm happy to be here. I mean, I, I don't know that that's actually true. But I showed I'm, up I'm, today and you had Lone Star Beer. See, that's, that's, that's a big plus. And I, I was in. And maybe halfway through this, we could probably you know, talk to somebody that's behind that camera over there to get us a couple more. So um, a couple things that I, you know, I want to start off by number one, I got connected to you because um, somebody that you just wrote, co-wrote a song with that's on your new uh, five song EP that just launched self titled Drake million, which is, you got bangers on that thing. That is a fantastic. So Bryce long, I saw a post on Facebook that, you know, he was all proud of this song and you know, you're out there playing it. Listen to it. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta, I gotta get to know this guy. I gotta, I gotta follow this guy. So um, that's why you're here. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for actually responding. Hey, thank you. Um, but uh, thank you, Bryce. Yeah, th- thank yeah. you, Bryce. Bl. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So back when you were, I mean, when I say way back in the day, I mean you're you haven't had a, a million days. I mean we have a big age range between the two of us. So yeah. when I say back, I'm when you were, you know high school mm-hmm. were you doing the band thing were you doing just kind of singing i mean everybody at this point that knows you knows you did american yep. idol they know you did like talent contests yep. but were you thinking at that time the music thing was what you wanted to do or is it just something you did uh i've always been gravitated towards it i mean i've always i've always wanted to do something in music uh actually my gig in high school was traveling as elvis i was a pretty much full on as we like to say elvis tribute artist you know yeah yeah. Versus uh, the impersonator. Versus the impersonator. Yeah, well, the, the, the artists, impersonators you know, are in yeah. Vegas. You know, well, the impersonators. You know, they they like you know. Hey, I recorded the song back in 1955. You know that, yeah, that, that as if they're Elvis, right. but tribute artist thing is kind of more just we like the songs and want to do them. But it just became my kind of gig. You know, I travel on all these festivals and yep. and and meet new people and meet friends that I had known and and uh, they're great songs. So yeah, that was kind of my gig That's in it. high school. But all the while, I was if, if I was sitting at home playing guitar, I was playing like a Merle Haggard song or a George Jones song, uh, the stuff that I grew up with. My dad listened to all that old country stuff. So that's where my first like love in music was. Because you're from Texas yep. originally. And live, in Nash- Texas, yep. and, and, and live in Nashville now. I do, I do. So when you were picking up the guitar, was that self-taught? Was that going to lessons every week? How did you learn to play the guitar and... I took lessons on early on. I knew I was about probably seven or eight, and I knew I just wanted to play guitar. I had got a guitar for Christmas. Uh, nobody in my family really played. I had an uncle that played piano really well, and I always gravitated towards that. You know, wanted to watch him. He did dueling pianos, and I always wanted to yeah. be around him and watch those. And and you know, I, I always gravitated towards it. And I started taking lessons, and uh, most of the stuff I was learning then was like Back in Black and and like rock stuff. And yeah, sounds great. good to me. <laughs> So, so how do you go from back in black to Elvis though? Yeah. You know, that one, it was really just the teacher I had was teaching me that stuff. So, but I always loved like, uh, the classic rock station, 925 in, in Fort Worth was always like the staple growing up. We were out fishing, you know, we'd have 925 on. So I knew all those songs, um, as more my guitar teacher wanted to teach me that stuff. Cause he That's loved it. Stuff. Uh, but I went, I, I discovered Elvis, um, through, uh, just by accident, really. I, I saw an Elvis impersonator at a, like, burger box one day or what just a restaurant a, called just the burger box kick, just like a little burger joint and i was just like enthralled i yeah. mean i was just a kid and i was looking at the jumpsuit and the songs and i was like what is this yeah so you know i went home and 
started looking up everything I could about Elvis, getting Elvis books, watching his videos, watching his movies, and just became a huge fan. You know, and it kind of snowballed from, you know, I was just like dressing up as him for Halloween to now I'm starting to try to sing and try to, it really what got me into singing was you know, trying to sing like Elvis a little bit and then right. snowballed from there. And then once my voice changed, I was like, oh man, I can actually kind of sound like Elvis, right, you know, right. I was about 13 and I was like, man, I can start kind of singing like him and, and it snowballed from there and, and uh, you know, really got me, got me into performing and being on stage because what a better performer to try to emulate. You know? Right. No doubt. Yeah. Did you, um, through high school, were you like really focused on doing something in music or like was, you know, college, what were you thinking about what you wanted to do? Yeah. What did you, did you like school, you know, going to class? I, I wasn't, or? I, you know, I, I was, I, I didn't really have a plan. I had no plan. I, you know, I was, I was, I was applied to Texas tech university sure. and I was going to go, my brother went there. Uh, all my friends were going there and, and I was just applied there. I was just going to get a business degree or something. Yeah. And, uh, I didn't know what I was going to do. You know, right. hopefully I was like, man, Lubbock's got a cool music scene. Maybe I can just right. be out there and maybe start a band, do something, you know. Uh, but I was lucky enough my senior year in high school, about February through my senior year of high school, I uh, found out about the open call auditions for Sun Records on CMT and drove up uh, to Memphis from Fort Worth. Kind of had to fight to get in there because I was 17 at sure, the time. Right. And they didn't want anybody under 18, but kind of fought my way in there, just sent them a bunch of stuff. And they said, okay, you can come audition and had a contract that night. And two weeks later, got the call that I had the, the part. And, you know, I, my audition was Valentine's day of 2016. And by March, uh, end of March, I was in Memphis for pre-production. So, wow. and so I left, obviously left high school, uh, left, uh, you know, or, you know, took through my application to, to Texas Tech, you know, all that stuff. So, and it was a whirlwind, but, you know, I look back, I'm glad I did it because it was, I treated that experience on Sun Records as a college experience. Right. You know, every, I was like talking to all the sound guys, you know, what is this? What What are you doing here? Like, what, tell me more about this, you know, tell, and uh, our musical director was got Chuck Mead on the show and Chuck uh, had a band back in the day, BR549. Okay. Uh, it was a cool band out of Nashville in, in like the late 90s and early 2000s and uh you know just getting to live next door to him for four months and he's a country music encyclopedia and just always ask him questions about this guy and all, all these guys that played on my favorite records yep. and so i treated the whole experience as a college education i'm glad i did because that's the smart way to, i got it's, to make it's no money. different than an yeah. internship yeah i didn't have to pay for it right I, I got to make money while i was doing it so i mean so you were how comfortable were you i mean because when kids go off to college you hear all about the homesick yeah. thing and coming back and all that how did that feel like going off hmm. and making that step? And yep. were you that into what you were doing that it kind of kept your mind occupied? Yeah, I mean, we were so busy and the crew and everything on Sun Records was so wonderful. And even the cast, I mean, all the guys, uh, Billy Gardell was amazing who played the Colonel. Uh, he's on, on Mike and Molly, you may yeah. see him there. Yeah. And it was just all these guys, as soon as I came to town, were like, wanted to have dinner with me and get to know me. Um, and they were just there to help me because they knew I'm like, kid from nothing in texas and right. like you know i've never been on this huge tv set but everybody was so nice and and i kind of uh i kind of gravitated towards it. i mean i really embraced it had a great director roland joffe he was like he's just like this crazy just has a way of calming you down and, yeah. and getting the best out of you and uh so it was just a great team all around all around and at that time were you 
you know, as you were kind of traveling through this and going on that journey, were you trying to write music for yourself? Is that what you were doing? Like when you're alone, picking up a guitar, like when did that part of you kind of kick in? Cause that is not an easy thing. Everybody thinks they can write a song, yeah. right? Um, and then, you know, a lot of times you probably think your songs are good, but then yeah. you have the guts to have somebody else listen to it and tell you it sucks. So yeah, exactly. at what point were you like starting to write music and think it was all right? You know, it, it probably wasn't until I moved to Nashville. I was always picking around on little ditties and trying to make up stuff, but always was like, man, this is terrible. Well, you know, this is, blah, blah, this is terrible. Have you ever gone back and actually um, like oh, rethought yeah. of them and said, maybe it wasn't so bad. Yeah, right. Like, I no. might turn this into something okay. Well, it's cool because you find, you know, there's there's some stuff from the start that you have. And once you kind of find out who you are as a songwriter yep. uh, a little bit, and I'm still in the process of doing that, but it's, you can kind of look back and go, oh, all right, I had that even the first stuff I was writing. Um, but it wasn't until I really moved to Nashville, um, cause I moved to Nashville thinking I knew I wanted to sing. Um, and I, I already knew Tony Brown there. Okay. Uh, he had seen me on Sun Records and, and, and loved my part in Sun Records. You know, Tony played keys for Elvis back in the day and then produced all these George Strait records and, and, and was he, all, you know, he's a, he's a you, legend you've, in music. You've had cool experiences mm -hmm. pretty quick. Yep. Is that, is that something that you got an energy from it or? is that was that just lucky i mean how it just kind of fell into place or did so, you yeah. really network like crazy at that young age no i'm i think i'm pretty lucky i mean i there's some i mean i've always just kind of gone with it and and, yep. and you know met people and and uh i think a lot luck has a lot to do with it i think and, and people putting you in good positions because yep. they think you're a good yep. kid a good well person, and, and good too this. i mean a lot of it is just working really hard uh you know i've always just had that once i decided this is what i want to do it's focused and it's you know preparation when when preparation you know luck is what is the saying when when preparation meets hard work or something you know yep. it's whatever that saying is uh that, it's true I, I think so yeah. you know so it you know i've really tried to work on it. once i did move to nashville and start writing writing songs you know got was lucky enough to to get with guys like bryce and yeah. and i think to them letting them know you know i always make sure i show up on time i always bring ideas I'm always, and I know what I wanted. I knew I wanted to be, you know, this kind of traditional artist. I knew what my influences were, and I wanted to mesh those influences together. And when you kind of know your lane, you know what you like, you know what you don't like, and then I can open up these guys and just learn from them. Right. Well, you know, sit down with the guys like Bryce and, and really watch how to craft a song. That was where I fell in love with songwriting because I, I was lucky to get that master class early on of watching these guys and say, oh, this is something I can do. This is something I can be a part of. And more than anything, they just, when they recognize that I'm willing to work really hard right. and I'm willing to roll up my sleeves and I'm going to bring ideas in and, you know, I'm going to appreciate their ideas. And I, and I, you know, I'll write, I, I want to write with Bryce Long because he writes great songs and he, fantastic. and he's a fantastic writer. Yeah. And, and I want to, I want to be a part of that. Yep. You know, I don't want to go in there and try to change what he does. No, no. So it's, and I think once they see that, I think they appreciate it. And it just, snowballs from there you know that you word gets around they say hey yeah have you written this guy yeah he's great you should write with him and that's kind of how it just happens you know and how and hard is it to to actually get in sync to collaborate on writing a song i mean when you first kind of walked in i mean are there's got to be some writers that you've tried to write a song with that just yeah. didn't click like you know it's a lot of first dates yeah it's a lot especially you know i signed a publishing deal at sony and and then you know all of a sudden this door opens up to where you're writing with a ton of people and you're writing schedule and that's what i did for three years just and so, straight so somebody's actually just 
saying you're going to write with this person. You're going yeah, to write they, with they that. may go, hey, this might be cool. This might work. This might not. And everybody understands that. Yep. They understand that. You know, they put you in this room and, and, and this may be cool. And sometimes you love hanging out with somebody and you, you, they're the best person. You want to hang out with them, but you guys can't write a song to save your life. It's like, right. it's sometimes it's, sometimes it clicks, sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes it's guys that you would never imagine you could write a great song yeah. with. Maybe their stuff isn't quite what you think your stuff is, but you get in a room together and all of a sudden something happens, some spark happens and that happens, that happens quite a bit. When you, I, I noticed on your, on this five song EP that you, you just launched, it, it seems like you've got a, every song's with a different writer. Was that intentional or was that just the way it played out? Yeah, well, it's the way it played, it played out. Um, Brandon, probably more than anybody. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Oh, it's way. cool. Well, and what's cool for me is a lot of, there is a lot of guys like Bryce Long, like Brett Beavers, who did yep. like the Dirk Bentley stuff and, yep. and great writers, Terry McBride on there um and brandon hood who co-produced this record with tony brown you know he was a big part in kind of finding my sound he's so musical and we were working on all these demos and trying out bands and like trying to find this sound right right um that that eventually became the ep and uh, he was a big part of it and i don't think we did you know because a lot of times in nashville what happens is you have an artist you have a producer and you have maybe a couple writers that and that's like their yep that every song is going to be written by them um, I definitely wanted to have a little bit of something. I wanted I wanted every song to sound different. Yep. Right. I wanted I wanted every song, and that that took. I mean, it took three years to to get to this point. You know, and it's to that's find the, those. That's songs. that passion. That's the drive. Yeah. That's the persistence. That's yep. the hard work part yep. of it. And and trusting yourself that this is going to get to those those five songs. Because uh, me personally, I mean, I, and I'm not just saying this. I said it as soon as. I, I heard it. I started sending it to everybody here at Interstate Music. Yeah. And I'm like, listen to this. Listen to every song. Yeah. Listen to the next song. And I le- legitimately am listening to these songs. I'm like, every single one of these songs should be on the radio right now. This should be like the summer tune. This should be this, that. And uh, it's, that's not common for me when I go through and I listen because I'm, even when I was growing up back in the, back in the 80s, mm-hmm. it, it was the one hit wonder yep. decade, right? Bands you'll, you've never heard of, but that one yep. song you know. I never bought albums. I always bought 45s because I always picked the songs that I liked. I legitimately listened to yours, and I said it to myself in my head. I'm like, I would buy this fucking album. And, and, I, and that, that was something that was why, that's why this is so important. Like, to yeah. have you here, honestly, um, I don't want to sit there and act like a big yeah. fan or anything. <laughs> you know, but I'm unbelievably impressed with the way that you've developed your sound with collaborating with so many different songwriters. And you're right. Every song is different. You could actually take every song, peel off and do mm-hmm. an entire album with that songwriter. And it would be Probably. fantastic. Yeah. A lot of fun. So what, what's next? How many more originals do you have just like sitting back on the shelf that you're kind of waiting to figure out what to do with? Well, I've got a ton. I mean, we recorded, you know, we, we have, we have a lot in the slot, right? You know, yeah. we have a, we recorded pretty much a whole record. Um, so we're looking at, you know, doing that and I've got stuff. I'm still writing. Every time I'm in Nashville, I'm still, you know, I just want to stack up songs and get better. And I'm still, I'm still in that process of feeling like I can get, I can get better. Right. Which I always want to be in. I always want to be in that thing of wanting to get better, wanting to work at yeah. it. Um, so yeah, I've got a, got a ton of songs stacked up, you know, it's just finding the right time to, to get them out there. So taking a look back and, you know, I, I, I've watched American Idol. I watched The Voice. I watched it because I like 
seeing all the different talent that's out there you know the the war you know the contest part of it yeah I, I could care less about that part of it um but it's great to just see different musicians and and see how they you know progress through that that kind of you know kind of intense yeah. like uh spotlight kind yeah. of you know side of it um how how did that feel for you going was that something that felt like it was you or was it just something hey it's an opportunity i'm going to give it a shot what what was that thought process you know american idol came along i was uh, fresh out of sun records you know yep. the show had just come out and i got the opportunity to audition and you know figured let's go for it i was living in la at the time trying to do acting stuff right yep. and i was a little distracted right you know sure. there was a studio i was going over to there and i was like you know oh, this is more fun than you know and i was kind of acting was on the back burner so Eventually, I was like, All right, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do music, and, and that was an opportunity that immediately came up, and and you know went and did it, and I discovered quickly that I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I got to looking at the process of the show and how it would be, and you know they throw you up on this big stage, and it's great if you know who you are. But yes. I had no, I had done no work on trying to discover who I was, what right. I wanted to say to people, what my sound could be like. Um, I hadn't done any songwriting to speak of. Sure. Uh, I hadn't done any work in the studio trying to, you know, I wasn't, and I definitely wasn't, a, a, I don't think, a great singer at the time. Um, and I would have been thrown on that stage, and I don't think it would, I think it would have been a little premature um, to, to, to be up on that platform. Very mature yeah. to think at that point it was premature to, yep. to try to launch your career that way. Because from what it sounds like, you're looking at this is you want it to be your career. Yep. You don't want to just hit it and yep. all of a sudden you're a big deal. And then all of a sudden you're not a big deal. Cause that's yep. unbelievably common in, in yep. music. Well, just uh, like with these songs, I wanted to build a, a good foundation. Yep. Right. I wanted to, to lay out. And that was from the beginning um, through the writing process. I knew whatever I put out, I wanted there to be kind of this spray of here's kind of a sense of what I can do. Sure. Right. Um, and we did it in, in five songs, which is impressive. You know, I thought it was going to be a whole record of stuff. Yep. Uh, but we did in these five songs and, and just lay that foundation. Cause I do, I want to, I want to be, you know, I hope to be somebody like George Strait or somebody right, like that, right. that as far as career wise, you know, there's right. only one George Strait, but yep. as far as a long-term career, yep. um, you saw with those guys, they did the work early on. They, right. they really, you know, they put in their time. And so that's what I really wanted to do was, was do it like those guys rather than, you know, if you're ready to go and you've done all this work. By all means, man, American Idol probably a great way to go because it you're there, and if you know exactly who you right. are, it it works. But I just wasn't ready. Well, and and I mean, again, to that whole point, yeah, you're there, but then you, if things don't go your way and you get outshined by somebody right next to you, but you know, it's like you're not there anymore, and then all of a sudden you exactly. just crash and burn and yep. and uh, lose all interest in what you thought was your dream. So, it what what are you loving about living in Nashville? And I'm going to ask you what. What don't you love about, I mean, I, living in Nashville, I mean, all the bachelorette yeah. parties, yeah, right. I well, mean, that, there's a lot of those. Yeah, it's a very, <laughs> I mean, it's a very changing town. I think it was, Tyler Childers has a great, I'm not going to quote him, but he sees, I'm pretty sure it was him that said something like, why would I move to the fastest growing city in the U.S. to write country music, sure. rural music? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Um, and there's there's a little truth in that, but there's also my favorite side of of Nashville is the history because i've it's since there. and since i've moved there i've become such a fan of 
of learning about guys that played on my favorite records, guys that because people don't think about that. Right. I, you know, I thought George Strait wrote all his songs. Right. Uh, well, you know what I'm saying? Right. That's like right. Right. I, it's, I bet. It's, I bet a lot of people. Still a lot of people still think that. Still yeah. think that. Right. Exactly. Um, oh, great guys like Mark Nessler wrote his songs. You know right. what I'm saying? Yep. It's like absolutely. And so it's it's the history around it is cool and inspiring. Um, you know, I hate to see on you know, on Music Row. Some of my favorite things to just go up and down Music Row and see. There's RCA be here. Right. Where Elvis recorded all this great stuff. Where right. I've I've listened to all these songs coming out of there for so long. And uh, another part of it too is just the the amount of talent that is there. Songwriters, the best song because the best songwriters in the world are there. Yep. The best musicians in the world are there. The best studios, the best engineers, everything, everything. And so it's if and, you and the, go best, there and make and the best record, way for a musician to actually make money yeah. while they're trying to become what they want to become because music's 24 7 there it's like every bar has a band plan so if you're trying to make rent and you're trying to afford studio time and you're trying to afford this and that that is the perfect place to be because you can make a living doing what you want to do you know try some new songs out on a crowd and figure out what sticks so it's got that well it's also too you want when you're around it all the time like that you can't help but get better right because if you're if you're totally immersed in it like you are in nashville and you're around all these people that are great you you're it's like osmosis you're just going to soak it in because it's you're really going to get a sense of of you know you see or you just see something you know a lot of times i'll see i'll go see a singer singing and be like, man that's a great little thing right you know it's like you kind of soak all this stuff in um songwriting too it's the same it's the same way it's it's so competitive you know that that you have to be but you have to be good so when it comes down to, I guess, type of song, what do you feel is when you're singing a, you know, whether it's a kind of a love song, mm-hmm. an upbeat song, what, when you're singing it up on stage, mm-hmm. even, even out of the five songs that you just kicked out, what just kind of feels like it's you, do you, you know? Yeah, yeah I, I love the ballads. I love singing the ballads. I mean, I love a good... There's kind of two sides, I think, to me, and, and especially on a li- in a live show. Um, and it's kind of two different things, right? In yep. a live show, I love the rockers, like sounds like something I do where it's like this kind of yep. intensity thing yep. and the crowd loves it. Um, but as far as like, especially making a record, songs like Don't Look Down and She I, are really in my wheelhouse. Yeah, And it's kind of cool, especially when you're in the record making process, because I was lucky enough to have some of these great musicians that played on all my favorite records. Right. You know, guys like Tom Bukovac and Gordon Moat, Stuart Duncan, who played fiddle on like George Strait's records and Alan Jackson's records, songs that I've been listening to my whole life, but I didn't know it was Stuart. Right. But as soon as I hear him come through those headphones, you know, when I'm sitting in the studio with him, and I was like, oh, these memories start coming back of, that makes sense. Those yep. hands, you know, that fiddle, it's like, it's, it's that sound. Um, and really in the slower songs, like Don't Look Down and She, yeah. you really, especially being in the studio with those, you kind of, all those guys kind of shine, right? Yeah, right. It kind of, it's, it's the perfect because you know you do live, and sometimes it doesn't sound as great, or sure. you know some some things can get in the way of of some of those ballads. Uh, but when you're when you're there in the studio, headphones and everything sounds well, and, great. and there's a, there's an emotion to it when uh, probably when you're on stage and you're you know you're playing a song like that, and you can see the facial expressions and the way that yeah. it's it's touching people. Like it, it hits people differently. Yeah. The upbeat songs, everybody, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Let's you know you're raising yeah. the glass and yeah. drinking your beer, but the, it's those ballads that kind of connect people and yep. that's tends to be the ones people go back and and kind of listen to and actually listen and learn the words to them 
which is which I think is cool. As soon as somebody actually knows the words of your song and you yeah. see somebody singing the words of your song, that's got to be well, it's cool. Like I, the shit, it, right? Well, it's it's great because I've been like I said, I've been working on this stuff for four years, and some of these songs are three or four years old, but I haven't been able to really go out and play right. them. This is the first time, and we were ready. You know, last year we were we were ready in March to like put this stuff out, and all of a sudden, poof, you know the the. <laughs> you know, everything stopped right and so we, i'm sitting there like okay i guess we're waiting a little longer right and so we did and you know it's been we've got cotton to go out i mean i'm still year. pissed off i haven't seen the sequel for top gun yeah right. i mean <laughs> i mean I, pandemic <laughs> pandemic yeah. basically ruined my world because top gun was supposed to come yeah, out and i was exactly. gonna fly to san diego with my buddies and oh, watch man. it and you know go to go to yeah, it was it ruined me it was awful that's <laughs> that and a whole bunch of you know frozen pizzas yeah um so how do you make money in music and you know nowadays? It, oh, I don't know. You're asking the wrong person that it, one. I don't know. It's it seems like it's just, and it's got to be scary to sign, oh, yeah. a deal, a management deal, yeah. or a, you know, a, a record deal of yeah. any kind. It's I mean, the fine print's got to be crazy. And, it is, and it, you know, you you hear so much about people just doing it on their own, going the YouTube yep. route, going the social route, yep. you know, making money that way. What made you kind of make the decision? To choose your route you know it's not money-based i think it's just something music to me and to a lot of guys is more of an affliction it's sure. like something you have to do right and that that's how i feel about it and yeah. it's something that i love so much and, and you know you, i don't think you can aim especially in this you know this time it's it's hard to make money you know and but at the same time i think it, it, doing a live show is really the only place you can make money right now um that's why i lost musicians struggle last year yeah um songwriters don't they don't get paid as much as they should right you know, that's just the that's, that's it's gotta just, be it's gotta be a hit it's gotta be a number one yeah. otherwise 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 you're not gonna make you know that much money off of it right. so you know back in the 90s you know hearing these stories about when country music was huge and popping and you could have a george Strait album cut garth brooks album cut and you were set buddy. right then it didn't even have to be a single Right, you were set because that album was selling seven million copies, and that's a lot of cash, right? And you just don't have that. You know, people don't pay. You know, here's fifteen dollars for an album. You know, right. that that's what it used to be like. Now it's not really that. It's five dollars, and you can listen to millions of songs. Right. You know, so it's we got to figure out that payout, to, especially the songwriters. If we want to have good songwriters stick around, correct. If we want to have good songwriters stick around, we're going to have to figure that out because they're going to find other things to do. So I think what I really like to see is when this pandemic kind of ended up mm -hmm. and the surge of people going back out to see live music. Yep. I think everybody is like, I didn't realize how much I missed that. Yep. Um, and sometimes you pass on opportunities to go see live music because it's so readily available with exactly. whether it's festivals and like, oh, they'll be back around. They'll be back year. around. They'll and I, back and around. I think yeah. now there's this, maybe they won't, yeah. maybe they won't be. Exactly. Um, so it's it's been really cool to see kind of how everybody's kind of turned around and and paid more attention to it. What's what's next for you? What what's what's on the journey with this the this release of the five song EP? Yep. And what, what are you doing with it? Where I'm getting out on the road. You know, I want to go see people. And like you said, people are hungry. It's I think it's a cool time to be a new artist too. Yeah, I uh, and to be able, you know, I looked at this. And that's why I try to look through it. The whole pandemic was, you know, hopefully when I when this stuff does come out, people are going to be ready for something new. Right. You know, then they don't care what it is. Just want to go see it. Yep. And yeah. I think we're starting to see that. You know, there and we're still there's still like kind of a little bit of trip, right? You know, we kind of got out of it and like a little bit of, you know, there's a little bit of anxiety that comes with it. But I think we're gonna come out of this and and, and really be able to people are gonna want something new, which is a cool thing for me. So I want to get out there and see as many people as possible. 
that's that's my focus right now um and hopefully be able to go to radio with some of this stuff um i'm definitely gonna go hit texas hard uh, i want to go back home i mean it's just and i grew up going to places like you know billy bobs and green sure. hall down yeah. there and you know i want to go i want to go down there and see see everybody right. so that's definitely gonna be a big one and uh i just want to get a great live show going you know because i didn't have time the time to do it i spent three or four years songwriting and learning that and now i want to really get that live show great and be able to really communicate these songs to people. well we're excited to have you here we're excited yeah. to have you out on the interstate music stage and uh we'll be uh streaming you you know soon as 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 things go and uh thanks for thanks for doing this thanks hey. for sitting down with me thanks for being uh about as real and genuine as they yeah. get i think uh i think it's refreshing to actually you know have somebody that you can talk to and feel like you know, yeah. it, they're they're telling you the truth, no bullshit. Um, appreciate it, big hey, fan. Thank I'm a you, big fan over here. Thank you, man. Thank you. I'm so I'm so looking forward. This place is awesome. Thank you. Uh, I think what you're doing is great. So awesome. glad to be here. Well, that's it for the Interstate Music Podcast. Drake Milligan. Uh, before we go, can we grab another Lone Star? Cause yeah, there we I'd, go. I'd like to get another one of those uh, and twist the cap off on that. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Love it. Awesome. I love it. All right, my friend. There we go. Cheers. Hey, I was born in Houston, by the way. Yeah. Lived there three and a half years, so right. just barely had an accent. Yeah. And then I lost that. There you go. So cheers. Awesome. Cheers. Thank you.